Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Hello there. Welcome aboard for July 22nd and 23rd of 2023. And I actually have the dates correct. Last week we did that most of the show, and I had one day out on the calendar, so we got it right. Japan Fest weekend in Victoria, Vic West Fest, Market Square Fest, Big Deep Breath Flamenco Festival, Oak Bay and Jaguar Car Fest, and Langford Entwine Fest. So you have lots of reasons to not listen to us live and go pick up the Sunday rebroadcast or the podcast, but if you're with us, either on Saturday morning the 22nd or Sunday afternoon the 23rd, glad to have you along, and we'll have a podcast for you a little later on. We, this weekend, is myself, Alan Perry, and... Kyle Wilson. Glad to have you here. Thanks for coming in from Colwood. Thank you for having me. And a new voice, well, not some of you who pay attention closely will recognize. Hello, this is Marissa. Thanks for filling in for Brian while he's off with the baby in Toronto. No problem. I I love being here. It's lots of fun. Yeah, we've got lots of stuff to talk about here. Uh, as I said, we already got a text saying, what's Entwined Fest? So do either, did you either, nothing to do with wine, I'll pronounce it correctly, Entwined Fest? Either of you know that one? No? No. Oh, okay. It's, um, it's Langford's first ever fiber market. Crocheting, knitting, weaving, spinning. Do not confuse those, the people that are involved in those activities. Marissa, they don't like it if you confuse theirs with somebody else's. Crocheting is, is not something that I, I picked up during COVID. Uh, I know that's yeah, a good time yeah. passer and lots of friends that do knitting and stuff. Well, if you want to go see these, uh, feel free. To, it's on 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. on Saturday. If you're listening to us Sunday or on the podcast, that was a previous time. But just want to let you know because I don't want people to say, oh, I found out afterwards. Yeah, Japan Fest is going on at Broadmead Village on Saturday. Car shows, if you're a car buff, then the Jaguars are all gathering at Windsor Park on Saturday, 9 till 3. And then on Sunday... They have the big Oak Bay Car Festival, 23rd annual, lining uh, Oak Bay Avenue, uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Sunday. So I, there I actually have a friend who works on classic cars. Uh, his business is called LG Customs with a K. Oh, yes. Yeah, and he, he's a like longtime friend of mine. He, we actually moved out here sort of at the same time to Victoria. And, mm-hmm. yeah, he's always working on really, really cool cars and makes really interesting YouTube videos about the stuff he does. This is a big one for car for car enthusiasts. So there you go. There's a whole bunch of other stuff for do non-techie stuff. Where should we start, Kyle, in terms of the techie stuff? Shaw? Yes, as it fades slowly or actually quite rapidly into into oblivion here Very with the rapidly. Rogers takeover. People go away for vacation, came back and went, what just happened? So one more of the ongoing parade of changes. If you're a Shaw internet customer... Their vast network of Shaw Open Wi-Fi hotspots have quietly all been rebranded as... Rogers Open. Yes, but instead of Shaw Open two words, it's now Rogers Open. And so you will find that. But there's a catch. Even though it's still free for all Shaw Mobile slash now Rogers customers, you have to register your phone or your tablet or both once in order to use it. And there's the catch, because you will need to know your Shaw ID email address and password, just as you had to do the first time you used a Shaw Open Hotspot. And you can't do it from your computer at home. You have to go somewhere where there is a Shaw Open, now Rogers Open Hotspot. So if you don't know your Shaw ID and password, then make sure you can figure that out before you go. So if you're on a low data plan and you count on using those hotspots, there's about 7,400 of them in Greater Victoria. That's a lot. 
one of the big questions was, will Rogers keep those around? Because that's an ex- really expensive thing to maintain, and they would rather you just used your mobile data because, ka-ching, they make more money off that. For now, clearly, they're doing this. It's on their website. I put a link. It's in the show notes. Item number 10, for those of you that follow along religiously, and I know thousands of you do, thank you for the texts and emails. If you have not gone there before, you have to go to the address bar of your browser, not doing a Google or Bing search, and type, without any spaces, shownotes.ca, and that will redirect you to our current notes. Then you can bookmark it, so it's there. So that is there. And if people are going into their MyShaw account, Kyle, to see if they can got the correct password? Yeah, you'll also notice that the Shaw logo in blue color are gone, and they've been replaced with red and black Rogers colors. You'll see that pretty well everywhere. The stores, the malls, the trucks are starting to change, things like that. Now, one other really important one, because I've had a couple people that are going, "Uh uh-oh. In fact, I'll read you the email so we can sort of work our our way backwards on this one here. So... I was listening to your podcast, and you said that all Shaw Mobile customers must switch by the end of August. I went down to switch on Tuesday, and because I'd financed my phones, the employee at Rogers Mayfair said Rogers was working on it and to wait for Rogers to contact me so they might do the financing too. This is contrary to everything you've said on your podcast. Can you clarify, please? Yes, John, that's a really important one. So right now, currently, Rogers does not have a way of inheriting your pay-per-month for your phone, your tab. They've been working on it, but so far, no, because the banks are resisting that idea. So we'd said, we had said for a while, you should wait because otherwise, if you got your phone a year ago, you're going to have to pay off your remaining year of tab, ka on your credit card when you switch. But the world has caught up with us, so... Especially if you're going on a summer holiday, this is item 11 of the show notes, it's important you get migrated over to Rogers before you leave or you could return and find that your smartphone doesn't have service. Yeah, that's definitely something you don't want to run into. Rogers is about to start mailing out auto transfer kits to those Shaw Mobile customers who have not migrated. And those kits will include a new Rogers SIM card and the date on which your Shaw Mobile service will be migrated. That's the key. They're going to give you a cutoff date. You'll have to swap out the SIM card in your phone in order to get service after that migration date in your kit. So if that migration date is while you're on vacation in country X, and then you come back and land in Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, and go to call the folks and tell them you're back, it's going to say no service. Yeah, and you want to avoid that. So you want to make sure that you do this before. Yeah. So if you're a Shaw Mobile customer, I've created separate notes with all the info on your migration ops and requirements. Look for a Shaw Mobile migration tab on the left or across the top of the notes. I have to say it could be either or because the tab location varies depending on your browser and device. Which carrier are you on for your... For your cell phone, Marissa. I'm with Shaw. I didn't know about any of that. <laughs> I'm so glad you came in to produce today. Didn't mean it to happen that way. Okay. So do you know, can I ask, do you know how much you pay per month and what you get on mm. your current Shaw mobile? It's it's the kind where I, I pay per layer. I pay for the data yep. extra. Well, good news for yeah. you then. So okay. <laughs> for anybody else who's on the zero dollar plan where mm-hmm. you pay a buck or you pay ten bucks for it, Yes. Because Rogers doesn't have that plan. Uh-huh. They are going to give you one gigabyte per month Great. for free. Love it. I love that for me. <laughs> for up to five years. Amazing. At, at okay. zero dollars. I will stay with them then. <laughs> but you do need to migrate. 
Otherwise, you're going to get that package in the mail, and then your service will be cut off on a certain date. So recommend you go down to Roger's store, and now there's a couple things you need to take. The Roger's store, not the Shaw store. The Shaw store is now the Roger's store. There is no Roger's store anymore. Or Shaw store. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. the Shaw's. Yeah, confusing. The (laughs) Shaw store in Mayfair got rebranded. Uh, a week ago, it is now the Rogers store. The okay. small Rogers store over in the other half of the mall closed. Uh, okay. And that's happened pretty well everywhere you're listening to us. There's a couple stores and malls. I was over on the mainland and saw the one at Guildford Town Center. They have a special Shaw sign. So it's Rogers, everything else except for the sign hanging down in front of the door. That'll probably change when the sign fairies arrive sometime. So, but that doesn't change. Like, I usually go to the Shaw over at. Um Uptown. Yep, so it's now a Rogers store. That, okay. Yeah, it'll be red instead of blue. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's a key thing, and this is where people are running into a stumbling block, Kyle. In order for it to do this, even though Rogers and Shaw are the same company, Rogers cannot access your Shaw mobile billing. So you need to go into your My Shaw mobile account and print out that first page of your pill. Go to Download Bill, and they need the first page that has your account number, your name, and also the plan you're on. Okay. They need that three pieces of information, and they can't do that at the store for you. And what about the, like, the internet? Like, I have a, well, they're two separate. Yeah, yeah. so your internet, you'll, you will, you should have received an email saying, hey, your bill's going to change. Okay. The colors will change from blue Shaw, and the logo will change to red Rogers Ignite. Okay. Right I- now, you continue paying Shaw because they don't know how to transfer that, and they didn't want to lose out on your money. So for now, you're going to continue to pay Shaw. Hmm. Complicated, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, a lot but, to but there's a, yeah. But the key thing is, if you're going on a summer holiday, please go down and get migrated. And so, John, for you, with uh, having your financing plan, it's up to you. You can wait until you get the package in the mail and gamble that Rogers might be able to find a way to do the financing plan transfer. Didn't sound like it from what I've heard. Um, they were trying really hard. You would have thought they would have figured it out by now. They've had like three months, but if not, then you're going to get that package in the mail with an end service date. And if you happen to be away when that package arrives and don't realize it, then the phone will say no service until you get home and open up your package. And even once you do open up your package, you put in the SIM card. That's the first part. And they basically give you 30 days of free service until you go on and tell them how you're going to pay. And they have to run a credit check and all this stuff. So a few people have requested that package, and it hasn't gone smoothly because they just didn't have all the information. So I would go down, as you were saying, Marissa, I would go down to the Rogers store at Uptown or Mayfair and let them do the work for you. You do need to take two, count them, two pieces of photo ID. Okay, thank you. (laughs) That's another key thing. And if you're on a joint credit card with somebody else, even if the credit card is in your name, if they are the parent, if you will, of the two of you, they have to go with you and do that. And the charge will either have to go on their half of the credit card or they'll have to run a separate credit check on you using your driver's license or government ID, not your credit card, because it's not really your credit history. It's there, so complicated, but that's it. That's why there's a separate item listing all of those things. So, Marissa, you get some homework when you leave. Yes. <laughs> it's on the on the tab that says Shaw Mobile Migration there. So, okay, 
Any questions about that? That was that was a lot, but that's the key. That's the key change of this week. They are going to start mailing out those packages with the end service date. We're told unofficially that they want everybody off Shaw Mobile so they can shut that system down by the end of August. That's not on their website. That's the one piece of information that's not there, but they've said we're starting to mail these packages out. I'm guessing they're going to do that right after the end of this month right after the BC Day weekend, so that gives a month to get every money migrated. Not sure they understand how much of us don't like change, so that could be interesting. Okay, Saturday morning, we are live. We would love to help you with this or anything else while we're here. Star 1070, we'll work you on a mobile phone if you're in Canada. 250-386-1161, we'll work on any type of phone. Texts to us go to 107010107010. If you're listening, Kyle, not you, Kyle, uh, Kyle in Port Angeles, no, sorry, that 107010 service is only available in Canada. You would have to uh, send us a, a phone call and do it the old fashioned way. Or you can still email us, techtalk, T E C H T A L K, at cfax1070.com. When we come back, in addition to your calls, emails, and texts, a new default font for Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. And also we have an update here for you on the situation with Cineplex Canada and the competition commissioner says they're deceptive business tactics. As we roll on on Tech Talk for our July 22nd and 23rd, Helen in the Highlands had asked if if I could put a link into the show notes for a live feed of the Celebration of Light Fireworks in Vancouver, which starts Saturday night and then Wednesday and then the following Saturday. There doesn't appear to be anybody that's streaming it live, so what I will do is I will put a link in to um, the best feed I can find. Somebody will shoot it in on YouTube and put it up there. It's Mexico, Mexico, uh, tonight, for those of you listening live on Saturday, and then Australia on Wednesday, and next Saturday will be the Philippines. Mabuhi. I'm actually going, long story, I won't bore you with it, but I was over uh, visiting a friend over there, and the traffic, as many of you know, was so crazy on BC ferries. I ended up leaving my car at the Sawasan Terminal and walking on. It was like a six-sailing wait. Wow. And then by 5 o'clock, they said, nope, Marissa, we are full for the rest of the day. I've been, yeah, reading the traffic in the afternoons, and it's oh, well, been, then you know. yeah, like a six yeah. sailing wait. I, I was actually coming from the mainland, <clears throat> excuse me, on... Um, what day was that? Monday. And we got there and we heard that the coastal celebration had just broken down and there was yep. a bit of a wait and we were the very last car on one oh. of the, I only had to wait for one sailing. Way to go. Go buy yeah. a lottery ticket. But yeah. yeah, I was still there for a good four yeah. hours. Way to go, BC Ferries employees for putting up and handling all this because people were just in nuts moods. I'm so, sure. But yeah, and the ferries were packed with foot. So yeah, I'm a foot back. So I'm literally going back Saturday after the show today. And but the benefit is I get to go with a friend and go see the fireworks and then they're totally sold out for reservations for Sunday. So I'm gonna go to the terminal early in the morning and see how long I stay at the Sawasan terminal to come home with the car. So anyway, long so there is a tech angle here. Please, if you ride the big white boats, like so many of us, whether you go as a foot passenger or with a vehicle, please go get the B C Ferries app. This is one thing they did really well. It's a really nice, crisp, clean app. So instead of trying to pinch and zoom on your phone to magnify the current conditions on bcferries.com, the app is really good. It's got a current conditions. You'll see lots of red flashing bells and whistles as they warn you right now this weekend. But 
Wow. That's, uh, yeah, everyone just wants to get out there and travel. I can understand it. And the boat being down definitely throws a monkey wrench. Yeah, and the thing I've noticed that the app does seem to get updated, I'm not sure, as faster than the website, but either equally fast or faster than the website when stuff That's changes. Good. So I was doing that. Yeah, no, letting you know that the ferry's running 27 minutes late. And the one thing we were joking with, uh, Marissa, that I think we need to do, and they need to put a big sign as you arrive at the terminal, please do not board the ferry unless you know how to turn off your car alarm. It was like a symphony. My friend was saying, why don't they tell you as soon as you buy a ticket or maybe there should be a big sign yeah. as you enter. Like, if you're a Mercedes, make sure you turn <laughs> off your alarm. Yeah. Because it's not somebody hitting, it's not somebody hitting your car or breaking in. It's the vibration, particularly as you make the turn to, yeah. And it's right underneath the uh, the cafeteria area as well. So you honk, honk, honk. Yeah. Oh, speaking of symphony, because this is fun. Um, we all grew up with Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny and all that. It's really neat. It's such a memorable sound. But imagine hearing it live performed like an orchestra there's instruments in there that not your average well um thanks to eric who sent this one on item number 44 in the show notes the danish national symphony orchestra performing live the memorable themes from bugs and looney tunes i'll just play you the beginning It does. And then they go into a Bugs Bunny thing. Anyway. Yeah, that's right. Go watch it. It's, and you, So you actually, I mean, you know the song, but then you get to see how, what instruments are being used to actually create that. It's not long. It's only like a minute and a half. So there you go. Lots of other stuff there. Phone lines are open while we're live on Saturday. We always leave people on the phones at the end of the show. So I promise, uh, Marissa will smack me if I don't, but uh, I'll go right away to the calls if you do call in here. So, okay. Um, Text here. Good morning, guys, and Marissa. I have wiped my phone ready for sale. Is there anything else I need to do? Mark. I don't know whether you've got an Android phone or an iPhone, but if you've done the wipe and ready for sale, no, you should take out your SIM card that's in there, just in case, and then do that. If it's an iPhone, in order to wipe it, you had to use your Apple ID password and your passcode. Android, not quite as um, double secure, but no, you're good to go. Yeah, you should be good to go. I know on some uh, Android phones... In the setup, it might require your login information. Like there's some protection that can be applied, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's on by default. Yeah, so what you can do is imagine you are the prospective purchaser. Pretend to try to set it up and make sure that it doesn't ask for that. Yeah, just make sure it turns on and then it doesn't ask for any personal info. It should just simply do that. If you have a new phone, Mark, and that's why you did it, it will pop up offering to switch the info over from the old phone. If you're an iPhone. If you're an iPhone. Yeah, it's called Quick Start. Otherwise, there's a... Move to iOS app on the yeah. If you're app switching for, between Apple and Android, they both have store. they both have apps to, that will go either way, Apple to Android or Android to Apple. That that are really no, you've done you've done the right thing. Uh, another text: If you're a Shaw Mobile customer and switch to Rogers, can you still get the Shaw Mobile travel packs? No, that's part of the transition. So you can do. And when you switch, you are not eligible for their Easy Roam either. 
that's the trade-off for staying at zero dollars, ten dollars, or twenty-five dollars. There, that's that's part of the catch. That's really good. Okay, what else is in the show notes there that struck your mind? Well, we did have the uh, new font, Aptos. A P T O S is going to replace the Calibri as the default font in Microsoft 365 apps like Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. Microsoft says the new font is easier to read and comprehend at small sizes and is also, quote, professional yet relatable, but more human, unquote. Yeah. So this will happen in the next couple of months. Now, the documents you've got, I've already had three people go, no, they're going to change my documents? I put a lot of work into that. No, no. Everything you've got now stays exactly the way it is. But when you go create new blank document, then it will switch the default font over to Aptos. And as always, you can obviously change the font to be whatever you want. Yeah, Times you can New even Roman, go back to Calibri, Times New Roman. whichever you want. The thing about fonts is the whole point of it is supposed to be readable. And not only readable, and this is the thing I learned, oh, God, 20 years ago now, I was down at one of the labs at Microsoft, and they were teaching me the difference between readable and comprehensible. And I'll go, well, isn't that the same? No, readable means I can see the words on the sign off in the distance. Comprehensible is, now can you repeat those words back to me without looking? And I didn't realize there was a difference. The harder a, a font is to read... The, the more your brain has to work on reading it and less brain power available to actually remember the words. So it's like hmm. a lot of the things that we do on Tech Talk, Marissa. The reason we do the show notes is because people say, wait, that was too much information. So the same thing when I print it, when the font that I use on the show notes is Calibri. And that's because if I made it a serif font like Times New Roman, you would probably have to read it, all of us, two or three times in order to understand it as well. So there you go. So that's why the change is there. It's part of a bigger change as a revamp of off Microsoft 365 document styles. More when we continue after a news update. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Kyle Wilson, Colwood-based IT specialist, Wikipedia administrator, tech editor for Business Insider, and too many other hats to mention without taking another breath. And Marissa Meekins is filling in for Brian as our Tech Talk producer, July 22nd and 23rd. So we were talking during the news break there. This is something that many of you may not know, because I have people that have actually, whenever I set a computer up for them, Kyle, they say, I want you to change the font back to Times New Roman. I go, okay, whatever you like. It's, you know, it's like wine, you're whichever. But you understand if you're sending information to people rather than, you know, hi, how are you? It's harder for people to read that because uh, Times New Roman is a serif font, S-E-R-I-F. That means the letters have head and feet on them, which makes them perhaps more pretty, but harder for your brain to comprehend, and this is the key, Kyle, especially at smaller sizes. Oh, well, I'm writing it on my computer. Yes, but your friend is reading it on their smartphone on the ferry. And that's why when they reply back to your email questions, they didn't have half the answers there because they totally missed the questions because their brain was trying to just comprehend the words. Yeah, I could see that. But there's also, as you were talking about, too, with AI, where having <laughs> head and feet can be handy. <laughs> yeah, when we first started talking about AI, I guess nine, nine months ago now, when this thing out there, a lady called in, she goes, aren't you being a little egotistical? 
And I said, what do you mean? And she goes, well, in the show notes, you keep talking about this app is Al-powered. Because when you write A-I, the I is just a line. And she was thinking A-L, Al-Allen. And I go, no, no, A-I, artificial intelligence powered. She goes, well, why don't you say that? And I go, because after the hundredth time of saying artificial intelligence, we shorten it down to A-I. Exactly. And I was also looking up more about the Times New Roman font and that it actually was commissioned by the Times, the British newspaper, in 1931. Yep. We switched from that to in 2000 and, mm, 2007, I believe we... No, we switched earlier than that. When we got out of X, Windows XP, we switched to Arial, which lasted for a long time. That's probably what you grew up with, Marissa, as the default font was Arial. Okay. And then in 2007, we switched to Calibri. And if you actually put the two side by side, you can go into a Google or Bing search for Arial Calibri comparison. Mm-hmm. When you look at Arial, you go, ooh, that's kind of harsh. Okay, yeah, your eyes adjust, I, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's what Microsoft said with this new one, Aptos, is that it's more human, more relatable. Still professional, but more human. But when you look at Arial versus Calibri, it's, it's, like, it's like being yelled at even in lowercase it's just it's got really sharp edges no feet no heads and feet but yeah do that see marissa didn't believe she's gonna look it up <laughs> I, I need to see <laughs> yeah just go search for for uh, calibri aerial comparison and it'll, you, you'll find a website that that does it yeah find an actual website that shows you the difference there's lots of graphics and pictures let's just bring one up there that magnify it so you can see yeah, anyway, so there we go. So I put the link into the show notes. Item number 12, Aptos, A-P-T-O-S. Nothing you need to do. The default font will change on you. And before you just go, ah, I want to change it back, then please take a look at it first. They do tests all around the world in the different languages, and I guess they do it in languages that are different from the English alphabet as well, um, to find out as people's usage changes, Kyle, to see which one is not just the more readable, but more comprehensible. And the real big driving thing behind Aptos is smartphones. People are reading so many, whether it's a text, whether it's a web story, whether it's a BC Ferries website, you know, so app developers are constantly looking at it. Different companies try to have their own font style. Used to be famous in newspapers, thus Times New Roman. When you saw that, you knew it came from You knew you were reading the Times. Yeah. So that's why, but the point is, I want to be able to understand that information now. So that's why we're doing that. So there you go. All right. Uh, what else is out there? Oh, we've got phone lines. See, thanks, Marissa. Sai. Hi, Sai. Welcome to Tech Talk. Hi there. We got you loud and clear. Sai, are you with us? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no problem. Yeah. Um, we are going to be traveling to Europe, mainly Sweden, for three weeks. And I, I understand there's some way to make that reasonably inexpensive. <laughs> yes, that's a really very, very good question. Yes, so tell me, we as um, what phones do the people that are traveling have? Uh, iPhones. Okay, and now this is an important one. Which model of iPhone, if you know, and it's okay if you don't? Uh, well, my wife's is quite an old one. I think it's something like a six. Yeah. So this option will not work for her. What I'm going to tell you, how about yours? Um, it's an SE and it's not 
that old, but I'm, I'm not even sure. <laughs> okay, because so. this is key because, and the reason we ask this, it's not that we want to rush out and buy a new phone, is there was a change in technology, Kyle, that allows newer phones made within the last four years to have a second phone number via what's called an eSIM. Mm-hmm. And so that would allow you to basically turn off your Canadian number but keep it in the background and add a second number via an app called Aralo, A-I-R-A-L-O. And hey. it's A-I-R-A-L-O. I know it's not a normal it's not a normal name that just rolls off the tongue. Okay, thank you. Uh, but you can go look it up, even though this probably isn't going to be the option for the two of you. And so for going to Europe, how long are you going for, Si? Three weeks. Okay, so I, there are three categories on Aerolo, local, regional, and global. I will go Europe, regional. So for you need a plan that's good for 30 days. So it's going to cost you a grand total of $13, and that gives you three gigabytes of data good for 30 days in 39 countries all over Europe. So that would be the example if your phone could handle an eSIM. Okay. Um, where are you going to be landing first, Sai, when you go there? Um, What's the first plunk down in Europe? London? I, I, well, coming back, it's London. Going, yep. I believe it's, it's Amsterdam. Oh, nice start. And how long will you be in Netherlands before you move on to another country? Oh, just, that's just to change planes. Okay, and then where do you where do you go from there? Uh, to Gothenburg, Sweden. Oh, Sweden. Okay, so your best bet then, if you're just changing planes, Kyle, would be to actually go to a provider. I'll look up the answer for you in just a sec, so stay with us. And in your case, with the older phones, you would actually take out your SIM card and put in a physical SIM for a Europe-wide provider that, that, would you, work. that you would get there. Now, this is, a, this is a key thing. When you're getting Europe plans, you want to make sure that you get it from a major carrier, not a budget carrier, because even though it might be a few euros cheaper, it'll cost you... You'll use up your data way faster when you go outside the home country, because that's why they're a budget carrier. So... You want a major care line. I'm going to look up. I'm actually going to use the Bing AI engine when we take a break um, to ask which are the best plans for uh, for people traveling in Europe buying the care buying the SIM card in Sweden, and we'll see what the answer is, and I'll have that for you because that's the key. You also want to make sure that it is a carrier that lets you pay with a Canadian credit card. Some of them only want a European credit card. And you also want to make sure that it's one where you can add more data if you need it from outside the country, Sweden, when you got it. Those are the devils in the details. So that's a really good question. So for those of you like Sai who've got older phones, don't want to replace the phone now, the eSIM option won't work for you. You'll use uh, a physical SIM. And then there's a couple key things you have to do. And I've put a link in the travel tips to an article on what you do. You have to change your voicemail saying, hey, you won't be able to call me at this number until X date. You need to reach out to me by email or some other messaging method, and then I'll call you back with my European number and do that. So I'll have that answer for you, Sai, for what would be the best option for you, and you're going to love the price difference from Canada when we continue on Tech Talk after this. 
as we continue on Tech Talk, 17 before the hour. Wow, this is me just checking for a sign. Anybody else that's heading over there? So I, I use the Bing AI chat, and this is a really good example of instead of just looking up on the internet the way we normally would, Kyle Wilson, um, do a Bing AI chat and you'll get a much more human response. So I said, which is the best Europe-wide cell provider to buy a ZIM card from in Sweden when visiting? And it says there are several options available. SIM Options is the number one marketplace for international SIM cards. If you want to buy one and have it shipped to you here, don't. Um, blah, blah, blah. If you want to buy the best SIM card in Sweden, uh, you could go with Telia or Comvic. T-E-L-I-A or C-O-M-V-I-Q. For you, Cy, you're not going to want Telia because here's the catch and why I love the Bing. It says, Telia does not offer free EU roaming without registration. Comvic has a large variety of plans and does offer EU roaming. And they talk about Aerolo, but that's not going to work because of your older phones. So I then said, how much would I pay for 30 days of mobile coverage in Sweden? Put you on the spot, Marissa. How much, given what we pay here, how much do you think it would cost you for 30 days of Europe-wide roaming if you bought it in Sweden? Uh, I, I'm going to guess it's, yeah, a lot cheaper, maybe like, yeah, like $10, $13. $4.35 U.S. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy, Kyle? Yeah. yeah, we pay some of the highest prices. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so Comvic, um, Telia, you can get at places like 7-Eleven in Sweden. They don't recommend it, in your case, because it doesn't offer that roaming. That was that devil in the details. So Comvic would likely be the one, C-O-M-V-I-Q, and those SIM cards are stalled at Stockholm Orlando Airport and Gothenburg Landvetter Airport. So there's a couple options. Yeah, and that's it. And so it's going to basically, they sell it in S-E-K, um, Swedish kroner, I guess, or you can pay in euros here. Either way, it's going to be um, ridiculously cheap, and they're going to give you like 30 gigabytes of data, good for 30 days. And now here's one extra thing that I doesn't answer here. Some of the carriers also include with that, as well as unlimited calling across Europe, they include unlimited calling or a limited number of calls to Canada, U.S. and Australia, the three big countries that go there. Wow. So before you plunk down your money, Cy, ask, hey, if I go with carrier A versus carrier B, in addition to Europe-wide, do you offer free calling to Canada or some free calling to Canada? Eh, that's it's free bonus if it's going to be, you know, two euros more or something. Yeah. And that would do that. And then that would cover you. So I, and then you just have to go in and change a setting in your iMessage and FaceTime to tell it to use your new European number. So then you could text and FaceTime and Skype and WhatsApp and all that with everybody here. Exactly. So and then going back home more on that, uh, Stats Canada says we're paying about 15% less for cell services now than a year ago. Yay! Due to price drops and promo pricing. But analysts point out that we're still paying some of the highest prices in the world. So there you go. So there's that one. By the way, for people coming to visit you here, if they're coming for two weeks, three weeks, whatever, this is from last week's show notes, but I know it's busy time, everyone's traveling, so I thought I'd mention this again. The answer is in last week's show notes. If they want coverage while they're here for a few weeks, up to a month, you can get them to put the Aerolo app on their phone, and then you can use the Canadian provider Took Mobile, ridiculously cheap prices, and that runs on the Rogers network here. 
And so that is in last week's show notes. I'll just tell you the number now. I will move it over to the travel section as well. Took Mobile is, um, that information is 17, item 17 in last week's show notes. And for, even if they're coming here for like a month or three weeks, 10 gigabytes is $35 US, 2 gigabytes is $11. 1 gigabyte good for seven days is 6 bucks US, so... Anyway, there you go. Happy to provide that solution. So, Sai, that was a lot of information there. Does that make sense for you and your wife going to Europe, sure. uh, starting in Sweden? Just one last question. Yeah. Uh, it's about time she got a newer phone anyway. Which which iPhone would be the oldest that, that the uh, Airlow would work with? Well, you could get a 10s. That would be an iPhone XS. But the problem with that is, Kyle, that is now five years old. It will be as of this fall. So, therefore, next year it would no longer be supported. And so when you went to use apps like WhatsApp and Signal and Skype and things like that, it would say you need to update the app. And when you press the app update, it says your phone can't handle that update. So I wouldn't recommend getting one that's going to get shoved off the back of the bus in the year. Look for an iPhone 12 or a 13. 12 or 13. Yeah, then you're, then you're still going to get another three to four years out of it. Yeah. Because they, it's not that the phone wears out. It's just that the expectations, the world moves on, Kyle, so quickly. Each year the phones are like 30 to 40, sometimes 50% faster than last year's model. Exactly. So cumulatively, in six or seven years... The phone is like a dinosaur. So that's that's the problem there. So um, there are some, a myriad of places where you can buy them. I'm a fan of Black Apple Cellular here in Victoria um, because they do a really good job of making sure when somebody sells their phone to them that it hasn't been drowned or damaged or if it has that it's been alcohol bath cleaned and fixed and it's not stolen or anything like that. So, yeah, you're paying you're paying a few hundred dollars, but then you're getting a really good high quality phone and also the each year you get a newer the more newer you get the camera quality goes vast up dramatically yeah yeah vast improvements in cameras to the point that now when we get the iPhone 15s this fall they're expected to have a periscope telescope a periscope zoom lens we may get up to 10 times optical zoom this fall we've got 3 times now Ten times they're hoping. So to see that quantum leap in one year's phone? The exactly. iPhone 14s this year added satellite emergency calling for people that are out in the boonies and there's no cell service and if somebody breaks a leg, literally, you can call for help on a satellite. That happened in the 14s. So It's amazing. Yeah, Android is working on adding the same thing into their phones. We'll see if that comes in their models this fall. So huge leaps each year. So I know it's, it's confusing to stay on top of it all. In addition to getting this site, if you check in the show notes, there's a separate tab for travel tech tips where I've compiled all the latest stuff, and I leave a reminder in my calendar to check it once a month to see what stuff changes. We've gone over that in, in previous shows. There's some really great options there. Okay, quick break, and back with more. As we roll on for July 22nd and 23rd, nice text here from Yvette, who says, Love the show, thank you. Hello again. I went into the Rogers Shaw in Uptown, and they switched me over 
And then she says, but, in all capitals, they have to apply for a monthly credit of $50 because the Rogers equivalent plan is 105 Yes, so if you're on the Shaw, 20, Shaw Mobile 25 or $35 plan, yes, the Rogers equivalent is 105 which is why they bought Shaw. They will then um, apply for a credit that will be on your bill every month to bring your price back down to exactly what you were paying at Shaw. Yvette continues texting, the computers aren't that great at the moment and kept getting overwhelmed, in air quotes, yep, because so many people are doing this, and the store rep had to phone back to Rogers three times before the credit worked. Plus, you definitely have to pay out your old plan if you're purchasing a phone in your monthly payments. So, Marissa, on your plan with, with Shaw Mobile, do you still have a tab on your phone? Yeah, so I'm about, I think, halfway through my contract right now. So, as of today... If you want to go in after the show and migrate, they're going to make you pay that off on your credit card. So yeah, definitely won't be able to do that. Yeah, so you want to wait. Uh, but if you wait more than a couple weeks, then you're going to get the package in the mail. Mm-hmm. And it says, here is your end of service date on Shaw, the date at which we will cut off your service and your Rogers service will become active. Mm-hmm. But if there's any balance owing then you will not be eligible to go on to the Rogers service. You'll have no service on your carrier. So i got to make sure my bill is all... Paid off. Tickety-boo, up to date. Okay. Yeah, that's important <laughs> for anybody else. Yeah, that's really important, especially if you've got any travel plans. You don't want to get stuck somewhere and finding that your phone your phone doesn't work. Yvette, thank you. That That's really that's really helpful information here. Lyle says, for Cy and anybody else, really easy in Europe. The store will do it all for you. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, and they're so helpful in most of And that's why you don't go to a kiosk. You go to a store. We used to say never go to the kiosk or the store in the airports or train stations because back then they knew they had you over a barrel and they will charge you extra. That has now changed almost exclusively. The rates are the same wherever you go because they're doing it online for you anyway. So you're okay. So sigh in your case when you get to Germany after the... Um, layover in Amsterdam. Gee, it'd be great if they broke your connection so you could go in Amsterdam. Such a wonderful city. I had great memories of a couple of days there, bike and barge trip there. Yeah. Okay, so that's a key one there. A uh, whole bunch of other texts and emails in here. Um, let me see, where was the other one here that was asking about this? So we did the one from John. Sorry, I'm scrolling through screens here. Okay, here's an important one from Linda. Your listeners may be interested to learn of my experience today with Rogers when I received a bill for $112 to be charged to my credit card on July 29th. It included an activation fee of $50 and a charge of $50 for two months' service. My agreement with Rogers was that the activation fee would be waived, and so my net charge would be zero. Yes. I contacted Rogers, who advised that the $50 activation fee would be returned to my credit card within three to seven business days but the service charge would be credited on my next bill of zero. Yes. So they do retain the $50. It's because of their billing system. It depends on when your anniversary with Shaw Mobile was, and now they're starting you off on a new plan with Rogers. So yes, in order to do that for, and you'll find this as well, Marissa, when you do the migration, you're going to get a $50 charge on the first bill, Mm-hmm. But depending on where in the month that happens, the $50 credit may not come back till the second bill. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so you just wouldn't pay the $50 on the first bill. Yes. Because it would be credited back on the next one. 
yes, that would be unlikely that I would ever pay <laughs> yeah. extra. Uh, and, but because you're paying $0, you don't want to be carrying a $50 credit because you're not going to spend that, right? Yeah. So you would want to ask them, when do I come and see you? What day of the month do I come and see you? Mm-hmm. So that it will go through at the same time. Yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. This has been a massive learning curve for the Rogers staff, and now they're the Rogers slash Shaw staff, because you'll see the same people you used to see wearing the blue shirts. They're now wearing red shirts with name tags, Rogers. So please cut them some slack on this. Every time they come in for work, they have to say, what changed today? Because yeah. it's a um, change migration. Well, you know this from your other side of work, Kyle. Change management is really tough. It is. And so it's really tough because the managers have to make sure the employees know this. And if the employee has three days off and comes back, what changed? Well, this, this, and this. And then halfway through the day. And now this. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's stressful for all concerned, not just for those of us that are having to deal with the change. They have to learn how to process. And now that button's moved over there. And now we have to call Rogers Customer Care. So, yeah. So, it's we're here to guide you and help you as much as we can. But please don't yell at them. They're trying really hard to make this all work. We are going to take a break in a few secs and come back with our number true. We have some other interesting things for you here, uh, especially uh, Apple, or sorry, not Apple, oh, bad word, Amazon has released a third generation Echo Show 5, along with the kids' version and all this, and something that I think many of you will go, yay, YouTube is adding a stable volume option, which will stop some videos from being a lot louder than others. That'll be so nice. Yes, and a couple other things here as well, including... Which restaurant name has the highest number of brothers in it? Actor Dan Amira created a monster when he decided to go see them. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. This is the second half of our July 22nd and 23rd edition for 2023. There's a lot going on this weekend, so if you missed the first half, I think there was a fair amount of useful information there for you. Marissa will have a podcast for you where you can pick it up later. Marissa is Marissa Meekins, if you're just tuning in. No, Brian's fine. He's just, well, probably getting stressed, Marissa, because he will be, uh, he and Juno will be off to Ontario with their new baby traveling for the first time. Well, that- Sounds like lots of fun. (laughs) No. (laughs) But they're confident this is going to go okay. We will check in and do that. So you'll be with us again next weekend as well. Absolutely. And he'll be hopefully back in one piece after that. Glad to have you here. You were saying just during the news break there um, that last time you were here, we were talking about AI. Yeah. Hold on. You got a phone call. call. Sorry. Also here is Kyle Wilson, Colwood-based IT specialist, tech editor for Business Insider. I'll see if I can do this in one breath. Also a contributor to Wired, The Verge, USA Today, Motherboard. Any others? That's it. That's oh, enough. Kotaku. Okay, there you go. Kotaku, which is gaming. Yes. Website. And Wikipedia administrator. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me. I love being I on here. Kyle is one of the many people that contribute the show off the air because he sends a ton of stuff uh, in there that we put into the show notes and talk about if we have time show notes by the way down at the bottom of the very bottom of the show notes 
Below the homework videos is our sign of the week. I was trying to find a funny sign. It was a smile on your face. This one I see on the way to and from Panorama Rec Center. It's at Girton's Garage. I don't know who writes there. It's amazing. We won't give it away, but it's amazing. And yes, and thank you for those of you that ask, but no, you don't need to ask. You're welcome to copy, paste those, put them on Facebook. Instagram, whatever you want. I love I love sharing the smiles. Among the things we won't get to on the show notes, but I do want to mention it here, um, we have a huge IMAX down at the Royal BC Museum, just, just shy of 19 meters high. The world's largest is Trump Palast in Leonberg, a small town just outside Stuttgart, Germany, and video number 42 is a look at that. It's got an amazing sound system and an amazing uh, light system as well because it's it's brand new. That is also there. Also, a look at the 2 billion, not million, but 2 billion American Heartland theme park, which is set to open in 2026 in American Heartland, 125 acres in Venita, Oklahoma, on Route 66. So not a Disney, not a Universal. They're going to do an American Heartland theme one, so do that. One other one we should do, just because it's too much fun, uh, Melissa, and then we'll ask you about the AI one. Um, video number 40 is 42-year-old Aussie Bo Miles, and he's trying to do different 12 different things in 12 days, and here's what he's up to. I've decided to spend 12 days doing things I've never done before. Today I'm doing a triathlon as a way of getting to work. I'm going to ride my daughter's balance bike that I've modified, swim and wade down my local river, (laughs) then run an indirect route to the office. I'm heading to work! People might say it's pointless, and you're right. Triathlons are useless too. They keep you fit, but they don't get you anywhere. Well, this at least gets me to the office. There you go. Go watch the whole video. He's got a great funny sense of humor. He also attempts to make a raft out of freshly cut tree logs to raft a Canadian river. In BC. In BC. Yes, so he did that. So he he got a friend to help him, but they basically gave him a couple hours to cut down the trees like a beaver. And... Well, it was all dead wood to begin with. It was... Yeah. But he gathered it and cut it to size, and it was... Yeah. Both are quite interesting. They're they're great watches. He's got brilliant Aussie humor, and it's really he's, fun. He's got a good sense of but humor. But he does. I mean, I'd never thought of that, Marissa, until he said that. Triathlons will help keep you fit, but they don't actually take you anywhere. You end up back where you started. I'm surprised he could get very far on that little... Like, no one can see, but it's a teeny, tiny, little, itty-bitty kid's bike. Yeah, and he just extended the seat post by about a meter and a half. <laughs> and, so he and then he try. added a... Uh, because... It, there's no pedals on it because yes. it's a balance bike. And so he had to add a uh, footrest so that he could actually like put have somewhere to put on. his foot. <laughs> I promise you, if you're having a frustrating experience waiting for a ferry or something, this will put a smile on your face. Both there's, of those will. You, will, you may remember a viral video from uh, before the pandemic, The Evolution of Dance, where Ricardo Walker and his friends have done a part two follow-up with all different dance moves called The Evolution of Dance 1950 to 2022. It is in there as well. And one that you added in, uh, Kyle, the Joseph William Morgan Orchestra, which I've not heard. What, 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 tell me about this one. This is yes, this has they to did do with an, Taylor Swift. They did an orchestra uh, performance of her 2010 hit uh, "Enchanted." Yeah, and it's like an entire orque- orchestral arrangement of it. And uh, oh. I thought to add that because she's performing in Seattle, and so there might be some listeners yes. who are down there for that who will Still catch no, us on I, the podcast. It looks like she puts on 
an absolutely astounding people. She lets people film it from you know the audience and put, put stuff up on YouTube. Yes, it just looks like she's given it all. It looks like an astounding, even if not a three-hour shows. She does back to back three-hour yeah. shows. And, and she did them in the pouring songs. rain in the heat in some of the U.S. cities, and she went out and did it anyway, and they found ways to keep her safe and do all that stuff. Forty songs. Forty songs a night, and she'll do, basically on the weekends, she'll do a Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Maybe a Friday amazing. if she throws in a yeah. third. No Canadian shows. The Prime Minister did tweet her, asking her to please come back to Canada, but no response yet. To the phone lines, and Richard's up first for hour number two. Hi, Richard. Yeah, hi. I remember last week I uh, called and said, why can't I stream more than two devices on Rogers? And we thought it was because I was on an extender. Yes. No, not the case. Oh, you unless found the you, answer? Unless you are a Shaw, uh, Rogers Ignite customer, you can do five. But you're, if you're still a Shaw Ignite customer, you can only do two. Oh, okay. That's one more thing to add into the thing. So if you're moving yeah, over from Shaw Mobile to Rogers, then you're limited to two devices at the same time. And there's no plan, the tech guy said, there's no plan to migrate Shaw Internet provide, uh, Shaw Internet customers over to Rogers no. Internet. Unless, so unless you want five streaming, you have to be a, a Rogers Ignite internet uh, customer. Ah, okay. I'm going to update the show notes after the show because that needs more detail than just one quick sentence. Thanks for finding that answer. So that's, see, that that's what we talked about because we wondered why Rogers was being so incredibly good, Kyle, about giving people five-year price protection and all that. And we said, well, they're going to want to try and give you reasons to switch off the migrated service mm-hmm. onto Rogers Pure, Rogers Ignite, and there's one of those things. So what are you going to do, Richard? Are you going to stay there, or are you going to pay the higher price and go to Rogers Ignite? Uh, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> but another, another thing you might want to uh, discover or look at, there's two different icons for the Ignite. There's a red, solid red one with an outline of a TV in it, Yes. And then there's a white one with a red outline. That's the Shaw one. And the Rogers one is the solid red with a, a white outline of a, of, a, of a TV in it. Okay, so that's the difference between the two. Aha. Yeah. And so I tried to log in, and they said, no, you don't have an account here with Rogers. I said, what do you mean i got an account with Rogers? I've got my cellular there. And they said, nope, you need to be a full-on Rogers uh, customer to get the Ignite. Okay, so that I will up that. that no, thanks for providing that info. Okay. We'll All figure right. it out. All right. Thanks, Rich. Okay. There thanks. you go. Cheers. So one more one more change for the show notes. So that's it. So that's that that's that devil in the in the details. Exactly. Uh, really good email and I know this is confusing. Judith emailed in says, Hello, please tell me when Shaw Internet will no longer exist. Thank you. Love your show. Thanks, Judith. So that's literally what Richard is saying. You will find that you should have had an email by now from Rogers saying, Hey, we're the new we're the new kids. Your bill will change in appearance only. The blue Shaw logo will be replaced with the Rogers logo. The equipment stays the same. The same stuff that you've got now, same. the amount stays the same for the length of your two-year value plan. When your two-year value plan, if you were on one with Shaw is up, then you will be going to, to Rogers Pricing. And you will have to negotiate with that with them. And that was part of the deal because they wanted Shaw out of the market because it was, in their humble opinion, too cheap. Yeah. Yeah, 
That's the whole point of this $26 billion deal. They borrowed $18 billion of this, so now they have to pay it back. And one of the ways they're going to do it is raising rates for those people that are not in contracts or on the guaranteed five-year price protection coming over from Shaw. And there's an example. So now Richard has to think about that. If he wants to have multiple devices streaming, then he's going to have to leave the Shaw migrated plan and the five-year price protection. And yeah, exactly. That that, yeah. That's kind of a downside, too, because you'd think that they were trying to introduce more competition, and arguably that's making it worse than not. Yes. There we go. Okay, Leo's up next. Hi, Leo. Welcome to Tech Talk on CFAX 1070. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. How so can we help? At, at the end of your last segment, I just I had just tuned in. I heard you talking about the, uh, there was somebody asking about getting a newer update on an iPhone, and you were saying that the iPhone XS would soon be um, unsupported, so you would recommend going to a 12 or 13. Yeah. So I have, my wife and I both have iPhone XRs, and, I mean, they work great, but yeah. how long should I reasonably expect that it's going to be supported? I'm just actually, because I want to make sure I give you the absolutely correct information, because sometimes the brain gets full. So I'm actually using the Bing chat ask to say, when will iPhone XR um, stop being supported? Normally, it's uh, six to seven years. So I'm just uh, using the Bing chat app to to ask that question there. Right now, the one that's uh, being pushed off the back of the bus this September is the iPhone 8. So the iPhone uh, 10 lineup was originally released in 2017, and then they did the 10s and the and the 10r. So, boy, it's giving me quite a long answer. I won't read it all to you. Duh, 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 duh. The time period for iPhone 10 is now close to five years, but for iPhone 10 are close to four years. So you're going to have another two years. It would be our best guess. So till the end of 2024. Okay, so okay. the end of next year. Okay. The thing is, so here's the, here's the, Kyle, help me out with this, but here's the financial balance. If you were to buy a newer, not necessarily a new phone now, you could still sell your 10R to a store or to a person who's going to go to a third world country where they just want it for phone calls and texting and a little internet surfing and they're worried about the safety of their, of their phone so they don't want to take a 13 or a 14. So yeah, you I, could do that, but if you wait until your phone is no longer supported next fall, or even next summer when there's three then, months left... Then you have a problem. You might also be able to, if you wanted an upgrade, you might be able to get a little bit for your phone from Apple. I'm not sure on the 10, or 10R exactly. Yeah. We, we priced but, this for a couple people. Um, we were also, somebody was getting the new phone, a friend of mine, at the Freedom Store to take advantage of the Canada-US plan. Mm-hmm. And Freedom was offering him $190 to, for his iPhone 11, 11 on a trade-in. Black mm-hmm. Apple was offering him 400 And he probably could have sold it privately through Facebook Marketplace for 500 So, yeah, the idea of trading it in through Apple or through a carrier is very convenient, but you're going to take a huge hit on, on the price. So I would, if your budget allows, Leo, and anybody else in this situation with a phone that's five years old, I would look at selling it to somebody now while it's still worth more and then getting a phone that's one or two years old. 
Okay. So when you do the math, then you actually come out ahead as well as getting a better phone. Rather than buying a three-year-old phone next year, buy a two-year-old phone now and, and justify the higher price with the fact that you're going to sell your phone for a couple hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. So, Alan, do you want to buy a couple iPhone cameras? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can you? Yeah, literally. I, not for me, but I have a couple clients who are quite senior, but are going to do a little bit of traveling. I would just need to make sure that the 10R, uh, Marissa, this is what we're talking about with the Aerolo app. I need to make sure that the 10R can handle the eSIM feature. It arrived on the iPhone 10, but a lot of people who tried it on an iPhone 10 had really um, not good experiences. Even when they went to a carrier, in one case, they went to the carrier in, where was it? In Europe. Oh, Greece. And they had the carrier do an eSIM, and it wouldn't work either. So they know that that was just... You're, that was brand new. You're pushing the button. Yeah, if you could send me a text, Leo, please, and I will check with my clients and see whether they're going to do an eSIM or whether they're going to use it for Europe and just want a regular physical SIM because then, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Based on what I just looked up, the 10R does support eSIM. Yeah, so it supports it, but... <laughs> whether it's it any good is When you land question. in another country and have no phone coverage, then you don't need that level of stress. Yeah, Leo, so be glad to help you with that one. Okay, quick break. We're over time here. So quick break. Glad to help you, Gail. Stay on the phone line. You're up next. Saturday morning, we're live. We'd love to help you. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. Texts to 107010. Include your first name somewhere in the text if you do. And we'll be glad to help you after this. As we continue on Tech Talk here, glad to have you along. Just before we go to Gail there, so I got a really good email here, and I thought this would apply to a lot of people, and I didn't know the answer. So Bert emailed in to say, Hi, every once in a while I drive commercial vehicles which don't have radios. Sometimes I select my favorite radio stations on my cell phone and listen to them while driving without using Wi-Fi, so on cellular. Mm -hmm. I usually listen with a screen off, but I'm wondering how much data that uses. Can you enlighten us to how much data use is measured? That's a really good question. That is. So let's say you're on a plan where you get one gigabyte of data per month. That would be a thousand megabytes, one gigabyte here. So I just, um, I just asked uh, this on here, and so I use. This is where I love using the Bing AI app mm -hmm. because it gives me an answer like a, a, a human. I said, "How much cellular data is used when streaming a radio station?" I'm thinking about forty megabytes per hour, but uh, but uh, I'm not sure here. So it goes on and gives, um, I'm glad you asked this question because streaming radio can be a great way to enjoy music, news, and podcasts on your phone. However, it can also consume a lot of data if you're not careful, and it's got the happy face with the teeth wide. The amount of data the radio app uses depends on the quality of the audio stream. The higher the quality, the more data it will use per minute or hour. The quality is measured by the bit rate, which is how many bits or units of info are transmitted per second. The bit rate is usually expressed in kilobytes per, or kilobits per second, kbbps. Mm -hmm. According to some sources, which she's listed, here are some common bit rates and how much data they use per hour. So if you're, a, if you're streaming a radio station at 64 kbbps, that would be 28.8 megs per hour. If it's at 128, which is where most, but not all radio stations yeah. are, that would be 57.6 
megabytes per hour. If it's at 256K, that will be 115 megs per hour. So in the reality of today's market, where a lot of people have more than one gigabyte, uh, yeah. streaming audio is minuscule to yeah. where most people are with their plans. It's yeah. not... Is negligible. Let's say a hundred. We'll just be we'll be generous in the favor of quality. Let's say a hundred megabytes per hour. So if you get one gigabyte of data, that would be ten hours of radio listening. Okay, to do that. Mm -hmm. But if you're on a twenty or thirty gigabyte plan, eh, not not a big deal. For example, in fact, this is this is uh, this is reading from the Bing answer here. That's why I love this Bing AI. If you listen to a radio station at 320k for an hour every day for a month, you will use about 4.32 gigabytes of data. But if you listen to the same station at 64k, you'll only use about 864 megabytes per data. Some radio apps let you choose the quality of the stream, while others may adjust it automatically depending on the strength of your cell signal so as to not drain your battery. And it goes on with a whole bunch of that's there. Yeah, that's really good. And it finally says, I hope this helps you understand how much data a radio app uses and how to reduce it if needed. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask me in a happy face. That's the new Bing AI app. So if it's aside, a long way. Yeah, so if aside um, Bert from the question asked, uh, I encourage you to go and put, it doesn't matter whether you're on Android or Apple, go to the App Store and search for Bing AI. I just really like the style of the answers and the way it, ex it, it tries to, it it's almost emulates what we try to do on the show here. We try to explain what those numbers mean, but also explain what the acronyms mean. Exactly. I really like, it's running on the Bing Prometheus model. So it's that, it's that uh, large data model from ChatGPT, but with a more friendly interface. Yeah, exactly. On. And talking more about uh, Microsoft and AI, yeah. uh, they have, they've announced Visual Search which is uh, being built into its popular Bing Chat engine. Uh, Bing AI Visual Search will let you upload an image and search the web for related content. Yeah, this is really cool. I think you will find this. So, for example, if you see, hmm, if you see a piece of furniture online, or even if you see a piece of furniture in, a, in somebody's house, you can snap a picture of it, upload it, and it'll tell you where you could get that. That's an example cool. of something. Or if you see if you if you see somebody on the street and you say, "I think I know that person," but I don't want to ask them. If you can snap a picture of them, it'll tell you who that person is. Or you can upload a picture of yourself and find out where pictures of you show up on the internet. In case there are any interesting places where you go, what's that doing there? Marissa Meekins is our technical producer filling in for Brian. She's got another use for pictures because when you were with us last time, you were telling us about your velvet art. Yeah, so I've been using open art to AI to get some references for some styles of paintings I've wanted to do. Uh, very like 1980s sort of fantasy novel cover art. I just sent you an email with one of the pictures I came up with. And yeah, it's been very, very helpful for me. Yeah, so what I'm going to do, because what the best thing about the AI, I'll get Marissa to read out, I'll put it in during the news break coming up in a sec. I will put the picture in, and I'll also put in the prompt, in other words, what you ask the AI engine to do. And the more detailed you ask, the more closer 
hopefully you'll get to what you want. So while we take a news break, I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to get, and so you'll see it at the bottom of the show notes just above our sign of the week. And But I'll actually put the prompt in there so you'll see how Marissa's got this working to give her what she wants. Uh, when we continue on Tech Talk, then we'll take more of your calls. Ian and Marie, but Gail up first when we continue after this. Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Along with Kyle Wilson. Uh, Kyle Wilson, get your name right. Sorry. <laughs> and our producer, Marissa Meekins. So just before, if you can, Gail, and then Ian and Marie, I just thought I'll leave you to look at this while we're helping them. So if you go to the show notes and go down to the bottom, again, shownotes.ca, all typed as one word into the address bar, not the search box in your browser. Go down to the very bottom and you'll see down below item number 46, a video looking back at the life and career of the world's greatest crooner, Tony Bennett, who died this week, just two weeks shy of turning 97. You'll see I've inserted, Marissa has been using the openart.ai artificial intelligence engine to create art which she can paint on velvet. Here's an example. And then there's a picture there. And then, Marissa, the prompt that you gave the openart.ai engine to get it to create that. Okay, so I put 1970s science fiction fantasy cover art by Earl Norum. So Earl Norum is uh, an artist that did He-Man sort of comics back in the 80s, but very, like, stylized. You'd see it on on some of the toy boxes and stuff. Okay. Um, And then it goes on to say, Close-up of beautiful plus-size sorceress wearing bikini dress, shimmering jewels, rhinestones, diamonds, sapphires, emeralds, rubies, moonstones. She has bright red flowing luscious hair and luminous skin on futuristic alien planet with castle in the background illuminated by neon lights, vibrant, dramatic, moody colors with alien planets in the sky. You have quite the vivid imagination. I had to keep adding things yeah. to, to get more yeah, close to what I want. And I put red hair, but she came out with as a brunette, and, and I, yeah. do, I do like it quite a bit. But that's why I wanted to... Thanks for giving us that so we could put that in there, Marissa, because I wanted people to understand that that's how powerful these engines are. You just keep adding in or changing until you get what you like. Mm-hmm. It's like having... Exactly. Having a graphic artist at your disposal, and when Kyle hands you the sketch, you go, no, okay, but with, and take that out and do this, so you can just keep changing. It's really cool. Yeah, and that's openart.ai, which I'll I'll put a link uh, into the show notes. It's on the Discord server, so you do have to sign up. It's a free account. Yeah, and how much do you pay to use openart.ai? I pay nothing. They start you out with, oh, I can't remember, I want to say 9,000, no, 900 credits, Yeah, and then each uh, rendition that they do is one credit and then you can also do other things like sort of uh, bump up the face for an extra two credits but I mean I've been using it for a couple weeks and I've done hundreds of pictures I haven't run out of credits yet so okay cool thank you Mm -hmm. okay so take a look there show that if you know somebody who's got an artistic bent but maybe can't draw for their own sake themselves now they can using these AI engines Kyle this is just one of the many really impressive about what AI can do and what it has done yeah, so there's both ends of it. Okay, back to the phone lines. Gail, thank you for being patient. No problem. Hi. Hi, Alan and crew. Thank you for all you're doing. Uh, my pleasure. We love and doing please this. Please forgive me if you've already covered this. But nope. um, I am currently bundled with Shaw, 
with the exception of my cell phone, which is with TELUS. But on Shaw, I use their Blue Curve service. Yes. And I would like to know, is that something that I'm going to be able to get a similar thing through Rogers? Yes, and there's a happy to report that if you actually go, um, I'll find it in the show notes from either last week or the week before, it starts to blur with all these changes. It's just going to change. If you press the Shaw button on your remote right now, not like this instant, but when you're finished talking to us, you will right. see that it now says Rogers on the left, and you'll see that the info screens that were blue with the Shaw logo, they are now red with the Rogers Ignite logo. So, yeah, I'm blind, so... Oh, yes, I remember. I, I, I recognize your voice, voice now. Yeah. 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 So, yes, happy to report that for you, nothing that you have to do. It's all Great. just going to seamlessly change for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, so nothing to do. At some point down the road, there will be a billing change, but for now, you just continue paying Shaw, and it goes into the Rogers. They transfer it to the Rogers bank account until they figure that one out in the coming weeks. Okay, very yep. helpful. Alrighty. Thanks, Gail. Thank Thanks you. for waiting. Yep. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. And again, as for our earlier caller uh, who had the issue with the streaming, the one thing that does, you are limited to streaming to two devices there. Yep, so happy to report that that is one of the things that you don't have to worry about that is changing there. Okay, up next is Ian. Hi, Ian. Welcome to Tech Talk. Hi, Ellen. How are you doing today? Great, thanks. How are you? Super, super, super. I'm um, kind of experiencing a, experiencing a weird thing here. What happened is I, uh, my malware bite just expired, my pro, Yes. and I put the temporary freebie one on there, and suddenly... My virus and threat protection has disappeared on me. So I, uh, I, I went to it, and it said uh, threat services uh, threat service had stopped. Yep. Restart now. So I restarted it, and it comes up with an unexpected error. Aha. Okay, I'm going to pass you over to Kyle Wilson on the help desk. <laughs> I've got a solution, but I don't see what his is because we haven't talked about this. Yeah, no, if it is giving you an unexpected error and it won't... Uh, function the number one thing i would say probably would be to reinstall it yeah. and just see how it uh if it happens again odds are the reinstall should fix it if you want to try an easier version first because nothing ventured nothing gained try holding the power button down for 20 seconds on your computer yeah. it's going to go off after six seconds count to 20 because malware bytes or any other service like that has to play very nicely with Windows Defender. Windows Security, they do yep. some things compatibility. Others, they have to turn components of each other off so you can't have two. Sometimes, when you switch over from the paid to the free, different things change and they get confused. So by doing the 20-second power, I found that half the time that that just solves the problem and everything's good. The other half, you'll have to do uh, what Kyle said. You'll have to go into your control panel, yep. uninstall a program, Uninstall Malwarebytes, and then go to Malwarebytes.com and download the free trial again. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. I'll try that. But go. try the restart first because that's just the sake of, you know, 20 seconds and waiting a minute. And then if that solves it, you're good. Now, you're fine on the free version. I would encourage you to go and get... Do you have more than one device? Do you have just one okay. computer? Yeah. Okay, if you do, then um, I'll check and see if they're on sale. But otherwise, I would get the Malwarebytes Premium, please. The free version gets the bad stuff out, but it doesn't prevent it from getting in the way the Premium does. 
Kyle, so then it can do the damage, and now you get it removed, but it's already done the damage. Yeah, so please, for the for the sake of that, it's better money. to be preventative. Yeah, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back with Marie. Your question, and I will. While we're doing that, I will check the answer to see if Malwarebytes Premium is on sale anywhere. As we roll on on Tech Talk, uh, John, who I'll, I'll read you John's email just before we get back to these others here because this is an important one and time counts on this one. Hi, Alan. My Facebook was hacked about two weeks ago. I received a message from a friend here in Victoria asking me for a code that he needed to update his new iPhone. However, his profile had been hacked and without thinking, I gave him my cell phone number and then a code sent to it. So, of course, he changed my profile email and authentication number and my cell number. I've emailed Facebook four times now with no response since I can't access my profile without the code. Yeah. If you get if you get a request for uh, a code from a friend, it's not a friend, and they're asking for permission to take over your account. I realize you realize that now. So Facebook has a special site for that, and I'm going to make sure that I give this to you. I believe it's facebook.com hacked. I'm going to make sure that I've got that correct one. Yes. Uh, facebook.com slash hacked. And then you click on the button that says my account is compromised. And what they will end up doing is they will get you to upload a picture of your government ID. And so a driver's license or passport. Try your driver's license, hint, because trying to scan your passport without the reflection is for security. And then it'll take a normally 24 to 48 hours, Kyle. Yeah, and an actual human on their end will verify it and do that. Yeah, so that should do so that. So you can get it back. It's just yeah. the process. Yeah, they added that about a year and a half ago, the government Aggie, because so many people were being tricked. So, yeah, that one. One other important one, just while we're on this, then Marie will come back to you here. Oh, first of all, I want to back up. So, fellow with the malware bites uh, on the free trial, if you only have one computer, it seems a shame to spend $55 to buy malware bites for three computers, even if it's on sale for 40 First of all, I checked London Drugs and Staples... And Walmart, it's not on sale. It's full price, $55. But I did find that itfactory.ca currently has the um, has it on sale for $22.95. So if you're comfortable ordering online, we'd encourage you to support stores. But yours is expired. So there you go, $22.95 for itfactory.ca. Uh, and just chirp in. Malware bites there. Also got a text from our friend Gary Beyer at Tesseract. Tesseract has all gaming accessories at least 25% off all in-stock gaming refurbished PCs starting at $525. And Kyle, for a gaming PC, you need one that's a lot more powerful than your average PC. Yes, definitely. So these are 9th Gen Core i5 with 32 gigs of RAM plus a special 2060 video card. So there we go. So there's a good thing Yeah, that's there. So a decent build, definitely. If you want to do some early shopping for... Well, I was going to say back to school, but they shouldn't be gaming if they're going back to school. We need to focusing on your studies. Maybe early for Christmas? There, that one there. So thank you, Gary, for that. Okay, now back to the phone lines and Marie. Hi, Marie. Oh, hi. Um, I'm your other blind person here. Hi there. I recognize I... your voice. How are you? Oh, I'm doing okay. 
So I'm been listening to the fact that we're supposed to be getting an email from Rogers to say that our bill will be changed to Rogers. I have to say that I have not received that so far. Yeah, you you would have received it about uh, three weeks ago. It might have gone into your junk, but don't worry about it. All they're telling you is that there's nothing for you to do in terms of your Shaw Home Internet and TV. Nothing for you to do. Right. Now, the other thing I wanted to say was I'm quite willing to go over and transfer. Like you said, we need to go to the Rogers store. Yes. And I'm quite happy to do that. But is there going to be a problem? Because I have switched over quite some time ago now. You switched me over to Outlook. Yep. Nope, no problem there. The only challenge for you, because of your site limitation, and I'll be glad to help you with this, we need to print off the first page of your Shaw mobile bill, or they can't transfer you. They don't have a way to access that, so we need to right. access well, Yeah, I can get my son to, to do that. He comes here, and he, he can do that. Okay, so me. tell him what, and this is in the show notes for him to read, um, yeah. but basically what we need to do is go to the Shaw Mobile site, log into My Shaw Mobile. They will text a code to your phone to prove it's you logging in. Right. And then you click on uh, billing, download bill, and then you print page one. Just hold on a sec. So that's myshaw.com. No, no, this is the key. Myshaw Mobile. Oh, mobile. That's the key. A lot of people get make that mistake. Myshaw.mobile? No, my... Oh, I think it's my... Let me check. (laughs) My.shawmobile.ca. It's in the show notes in the thing, but I'll just save your my.shawmobile. Please change on me, Kyle. Too much. It's okay. So it's myshaw... I'm just checking for you. It's my.shawmobile.ca my.shawmobile.ca and then login, download bill, print page one. Bill. Download bill, print page one. Page one. Now, for people that don't have a printer, what you can do is do that on your mobile device and then, and show then it to them. you'll actually have to email it to them. They will. The person who's helping you will give you their personal Rogers email, and you will email it to them, and they will then extract that into their ah. system. They're not allowed to do it by you just showing it to them on your phone. No, that's fine. I do have a printer, so that's not yep. a problem. No, but just thinking for somebody else that doesn't. But yep, yeah, get your son to help you with that. Then you'll be good. And two pieces of photo ID. Yeah. So it's not going to be a problem because I still get the odd thing that comes in with my Shaw, my old Shaw email. That still exists for now. Nine percent of it from Outlook, of course. Yes, so. yeah, that still that Shaw email still at Shaw.ca still exists for now. Rogers has not given given any indication when they're going to pull the yeah. plug on that. If no problem. All right. Thanks so much, Alan. Thanks, Marie. Show as usual. All right. Thanks. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, this stuff changes on us so much time. It Kyle. does. It's really stressful trying to stay on top, particularly for somebody like Marie, whose vision limitation, having to check for emails and things. Naturally. One other fun one there I thought that you would enjoy. Uh, Dan Amira. You might know his name. I, he's listed as an actor, but he's actually the head writer for the Trevor Noah show, but they are currently... The, the actors are also on strike so, as well. He tweeted that as he's on strike with other actors, he was going to see if he could find the restaurant name with the highest number of brothers in it. He created a monster, but it will make you pee yourself. Marissa's looking at it up there. So he put the entire, I put it into the show notes, item number 26. And so it starts off, Marissa, with... So we have two bros pizza. 
Yep, and then you scroll down. Three bros pizza. <laughs> and he's got the pictures of these, so people started sending it. Four Brothers Pizza, Five Brothers Pizza Kitchen. Gonna go one brother at a time, Three Bros Pizza. Six Brothers Diner, fine, sure, he said. Cafe Taverna, Barbecue, Seven Brothers, gotta be getting close to the end now. Eight Brothers Meat Market in Delhi, come on, really. The Nine Brothers Restaurant de Pizzeria, all right, what the F, he posted. And then somebody sent him one. Ten Brothers Hot Soup Restaurant, this is absolute madness. Eleven brothers, and that's in a foreign language. I feel like I'm going insane. And then somebody sent some twelve brothers uh, pizzeria bar, uh, Boston style in Toronto. He said, "Who is giving birth to all these brothers?" <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen brothers, uh, Pastelaria. And then on the seventeenth, I'm scared. I wish I never started this. I want it to be over. This is a cursed thread because that was fourteen brothers deli and grocery corp. And then. Los 15 Hermanos. I'm weeping. I miss my family. <laughs> and it keeps, it, it keep, I'm not going to tell you where it ends. It goes on for a while. And it's <laughs> but then people started going off onto tangents saying, you missed, the, you missed one brother. You also, what about sisters? And what about places that are, that are not, not pizza places? So I promise you we'll have it, a laugh with this it's one. It's a good laugh. You'll, you'll, uh, like where it ends up. Yep. So if you want, you can just go and search on Twitter for at Dan Amira, A-M-I-R-A. But if you want to quickly find this entire thread all in front of you, go to the show notes and go down to item number 26. A couple other things here I thought I would uh, mention. YouTube is adding a new stable volume option, which will stop some videos from being a lot louder than others. Yay! Now, this isn't there for all of you, um, but it will appear... It looks like they haven't officially announced it, but something soon. So if you click on a YouTube video, there's a little gear icon in the bottom right when the controls are there. Click on that, and you will see a new setting for stable volume. You check that, and then it will... It basically brings up the minimum, but clamps down the max. It's like a limiter. Yes. If, on the other hand, you watch a lot of music-related stuff, I would not suggest you check that box or uncheck it when you're going to do that because that's the whole point of music. You want music to have that change in intensity. Speaking of YouTube, they are hiking the price. Item number 21, Kyle, hiking the price of its ad-free YouTube premium subscription so far in the USA and the UK. In the US, it's gone up by 2 bucks a month to $14 a month, or if you buy it annually, it's risen by $20 to $140. To be fair, Kyle, it's the first price hike since the service started five years ago. True. That is that is true. Uh, in Canada, there's no word yet on if it will be hiked. Uh, currently, it is $12 a month or $120 a year. And the family plan is $23 a month, which includes up to six users. And they don't have to be. Unlike Netflix, they don't have to be under the same roof. So if you want to share it with friends, that's a great way to do it. $23 a month. Share that among six people. That's, you know, less than four bucks a month. But and, can they have their own accounts? Yes. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay, yeah. yeah, then that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's really thing. nice. Yeah, and they don't get to see what you're watching unless you choose to share, share with them and drive them that crazy. That makes sense. And then there's also a student plan for $7 a month. Yep. Yeah, link on that is item number 21 in the show notes. couple things before we go. Item number one in the show notes. Watch out, Kyle, for fake emails claiming to be from Shaw, warning that your email access will be cut off if you don't upgrade to a new version. And thank you for 
listener Eric for bringing that in. But basically, it you'll notice if you look at it carefully, the email, it doesn't come from any Shaw addresses. It comes from a Gmail account. LawBranch2005 at should Gmail. Be your, Number one hint that this yeah. is wrong. It doesn't have any logos. It's just got Shaw and reverse colors here. Dear user, it's not well formatted. The link to update link takes you to a fake Shaw email login page hosted on surveymoney.com. And this is one of the shortcomings, Kyle, of the at Shaw.ca email accounts. There's no two-factor authentication, so if you are tricked into giving them your password, they've got your account. Yeah, and then they use that to send a reset link for your bank account, and then you can't get in. They can't change your password, but they can hide your emails and make it so you don't even see the ones coming in. So the bottom line is never click on links and emails um, like that one there. One other one that's uh, worth mentioning here, if the UK's controversial new online safety legislation passes as written, Apple this week says it will turn off iMessage and FaceTime for UK users because it is not prepared to remove the privacy protection afforded by end-to-end encryption, which is what the draft legislation would require. That's a big deal, Kyle. Exactly. It's a massive deal. And also, Signal says that it will no longer allow users in the UK to use its service if the law passes unchanged. WhatsApp's threatening to pull out as well. So there's that as well. We were talking about all the AI content, such as the images that, Marissa, that you were having created. So seven companies including OpenAI, Microsoft, Google, Meta, Amazon, and others, have all committed to the White House to developing tech that would watermark all AI-generated content. That's a great idea. So that way, if you see a picture with a horse with three heads, you know it was AI, it's not real, so you can't mislead people into thinking there's a picture of the premier doing something a premier should not be doing. I've been seeing a lot of it on Instagram. All the the meme accounts are, are using AI images now. Yep. There we go. Got to go. Great. Marissa, thanks for filling in for Brian. We'll see you again next weekend. Sounds good. Kyle, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I love being on here whenever I can be. Yeah. Off to Colwood. Uh, Do they sell food trucks? Do they sell food trucks? Yes, they do. On the Squamalt Lagoon? Yeah. Okay. There we go. Going to leave you with something special because there will be another one like this. Uh, Tony Bennett passed away two weeks shy of his 97th birthday. He's done so many songs over the years. I mean, 70 albums. I forget how many Grammys. I put it into the show notes there. The one that started it all for him. Uh, I left my heart in San Francisco. My love waits there In San Francisco Above the blue And windy sea Thanks for joining us. And so it goes. goes.